What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast where everyone knows your name. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. I'm Josh. And I'm Tyler. And this is our podcast. We are 30 and nerdy. 29. Okay. Here we go again. Almost 30. I have a few weeks left. You need to just let me enjoy them. All right. I'll let you enjoy them. But we can't exactly put like 29, half, and 30 and nerdy. Why don't we call ourselves 30 and then in parentheses and Al- 29. And 29 and nerdy. Or 30 in parentheses almost. Almost. But you really are 30. I am 30. So that's a lie for you. It is. 29 plus 1 and nerdy. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. I'll accept it. So we are sitting here in the Fortress of Joshitude, back in the man cave. Here and uh, where else would you want to be? Well, I mean, surrounded by all this this amazing stuff. I mean, it really gets us in the mood to talk nerd, to talk shop with y'all. Uh, so, Josh, what have you been up to since I last saw you? How's well, your week been? Today was field day at school. Ah, uh-huh. and as you can see, as you can see, you can't yes. see because you're just listening. You yes. can't see. That'd be kind of weird. But as he can see. I got a lot of sun today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I I did not go prepared. Are you ever? No. <laughs> uh, one day I'll learn. Uh, but I, I got some sun, and you know, I guess we should go ahead and tell our listeners if I start to sound a little hoarse or my voice does something funny, it's because I screamed a lot today during field day. I'm very competitive, mm-hmm. so I sort of. My inner Hulk comes out, and I get all crazy and competitive when we're playing the games. And oh, I used to sh- teach with you. Show I, I, show a side of me that the kids never get to see. I've, I've done a couple Not field much. days with you. Yeah. Luckily on your team. Like, yeah. Luckily on your side. I get crazy. I'd hate to be against you. We came in second place in dodgeball, though. Really? Yeah, that was fun. That's good. And I had uh, first place in cross country. Nice. And a couple other things. Tug of War uh, did not go so so uh, well. That's the one everyone's always com- most competitive with. Well, I used to be undefeated yeah. a long time ago. But here <laughs> we are. you knew a, a, an algorithm yeah. that worked. It worked every time until it until didn't. Until it did. <laughs> so. How about you, man? What's been going uh, on? Well, last week, um, my girlfriend for my birthday had bought us postmodern jukebox tickets. Nice. If you don't know who they are... You should uh, look them up on Facebook, Postmodern Jukebox. Uh, they do. They take any kind of type of song you can think of. There's tons of different songs that they've done, all kinds of different genres and artists and styles. And they jazz it up, literally, mm-hmm. and put a different uh, sort of take 20s on it. Field. Yeah. It was a 20s field of modern <clears throat> pop. So how was that live? It was amazing, dude. Like, the talent that they have, because there were some points where, like, there's one girl who really sticks out, and she played the clarinet 90% of the show. Until near the end of the show, they're like, oh, hey, you want to do a song? And she blew the dadgum roof off mm-hmm. the place. And then the bass player also did something. And then, like, they all can sing and dance and Everybody play was featured. 15 instruments yeah. at the same time. I've never seen so much talent on one stage, except for when we're on stage together. <laughs> Um, but it was fantastic it was a lot of fun Uh, and they were really cranking up their next tour talking about it because at the end of this year we're going to be back in the 20s we're going to be in the 20s again Yeah. and I feel like uh, that's going to be fun Mm -hmm. because the last time the arts had a real big blast was the 20s you know um, I think we should all live our life like Gatsby did we in the 20s. Have, I was about to say, we yeah. should have a big Gatsby party. We should. With the pool and everything. Just like they did in the film. Ooh. We'll talk about it. All right, yeah. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it. But it was a lot of fun. Take notes from Leo. Yeah. Yeah, old sport. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Um, 
lot of talent on that stage, and I love going to Knoxville, and I love the Tennessee Theater. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm and glad you had fun. Speaking of Knoxville, we have got some cool news. But you have to stick through the show. You got to listen to all yes. the stuff we have to talk about before we tell you our big secret. But we yes. do have big, big news. We think. Yeah, I think. And you're gonna think. And so you're too. gonna think so too. So stick around until the end of the show. Absolutely, absolutely. At the end of the show, we will give you this new news, this secret, this fun, exciting thing that we get to do. Um, but on a, on a different note. Uh, in the world of nerd, you get to meet many people and become friends with many people. And we have two friends who could really use some positive vibes. Uh, we just wanted to let uh, our good friends Logan, uh, as well as Peyton Bowling, know that we're thinking about you. Uh, and actually, Revenge of the Fifth is Peyton's birthday. Mm-hmm. It was Peyton's birthday. Mm-hmm. That's true. May the Fourth be with you was my girlfriend Madison's birthday. And Revenge of the Fifth is Peyton Bowling's birthday. But uh, we are uh, thinking of you too. Um, and uh, happy late birthday, Peyton. Yeah. And, and if there's anybody that could come on a podcast to talk about Star Wars, it's Peyton Bowling. Let me tell you that. I may, I may, whenever we do the next Star Wars cast, just sit back and listen to the two of you talk. Because mm-hmm. it's just, his knowledge, I mean, I don't know anyone who can go toe-to-toe with you, but it's definitely Peyton. Yeah. Um, sure. Speaking of May the 4th be with you, it was this past weekend. Yes. Did you celebrate? Um, no. I normally I do, and there's sometimes when I I go all out for yeah. it when I can. But now having you know a little one yeah. uh, that I hang out with on the weekends, uh, Star Wars celebration did not really go down much this year. We watched about half of Rogue One, and I was so hopeful that she would be interested in all the flashing red and green lights and all the cool stuff, and she did not care at all because it wasn't Mickey Mouse. So uh, we we gave that up. But I did wear a Star Wars shirt. I did too. I was celebrating in spirit in the best way that I could. Absolutely. I wore my Star Wars shirt. Uh, it actually, like I said, though, it was Madison's birthday, so me and the family took her to eat for her birthday, and then we came home, because uh, it was also, it was ugly out. We were going to play Putt-Putt and Pigeon Forge, but it was just too ugly. And we, then we watched the Kentucky Derby, so... Who doesn't? Big of a 4th of May for us. Um, last year I did uh, watch all of... Empire. Empire is usually one of my go-to absolute Star Wars films. I think it's my favorite one. Yeah, I really think it is. Uh, but it's a common, uh, common. Not a very thing. eventful May the Fourth for us, this and it's like one of the when holiest of nerd days. This is what happens when you're thirty, and when you're almost thirty. When when you're almost thirty, things change. Boy, do they ever. Kids get involved. Wives get involved. What a thing. Life happens. It does. So, um, on the Star Wars track, we also got sad news last week. Uh, We lost another star from the world of Star Wars. We lost Peter Mayhew, who was Chewbacca. Mm -hmm. In one through seven, correct? He did the originals, he did the prequels, and he did the first of the new ones. Of the new ones. And then he came on as like a Chewbacca consultant for... Rogue, no, not Rogue One. Chewbacca Return. was not in Rogue One. For Last Jedi. Last Jedi. And Solo. And Solo, that's yeah. what I was trying to yeah. say. Uh, so he was around, mm-hmm. and he's been, he had been very involved in the Star Wars universe and the fan base the entire time that it's yeah. been a thing. He's always been a part, and he went to all the conventions. I got to meet him once, I think. I've got a couple of things signed by him. Uh... I can't say that he was exceptionally like this warm, you know, sweet, lovely Personable man. Guy. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, he wasn't rude or anything like that. But I did find out uh, some interesting things I did not know about him. Really, uh, Peter Mayhew started a foundation, uh, the Peter Mayhew Foundation, a nonprofit, and it. I couldn't find out a whole lot about it, but the page. Uh, did say that it specializes in helping uh, needy families, especially children, with any sort of 
anything that 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 might happen that they would need help with. Really? Yeah. So um, I saw something that said that in in lieu of you know flowers and things like that, they the family had asked for people to make donations to the Peter Mayhew Foundation. And uh, cool. if that's something that you are interested in, want to find find out more about uh, in honor of Peter Mayhew or Chewbacca, uh, the website is petermayhewfoundation.org. Cool. So there you go. That's cool. Um, Chewbacca, I think, is one of those characters that, like, obviously he's not a Luke, a Han, or those main, but he still drives this story. He's one of those characters that I don't think you can have Star Wars without Chewbacca. Chewbacca is the space wingman. Yes. Literally. He's the space wingman. And the muscle. Yeah. You know, because if they're walking into like a tough neighborhood or something and they've got Chewbacca with them, you don't got to worry because everybody's going to make way for the Wookiee. Oh, absolutely. Because he could rip your arm off. Exactly. Yeah. Which uh, actually brings up one of my favorite Chewbacca moments is when uh, they're playing like that space chess game and uh, Han's like, oh, you shouldn't beat a Wookiee. They don't like to lose. And he's like, he'll rip your arm. Yeah, it was against 3PO. And he just sits back and puts his arm behind him. <laughs> Actually, I lied. It was against R2-D2. It was against R2? The 3PO was watching. watching. Spectating. Spectating. Right. Um, and I also loved... Uh, I loved his gun. It looked like a crossbow. Bowcaster. Yeah, Bowcaster. Cool gun. And at one point in the seventh movie, Han gets to use it. I like this. Yeah. That was a cool moment. That was. That was a cool moment. And I hated... Chewbacca's reaction to Han dying. Yeah. That was sad. But I did like that after he had his moment, he took out, like, you know, 15 stormtroopers. Oh, yeah. Like, he went nuts. Wookiee rage. Yeah. Look out. Yeah, and I, I, I loved that Chewie was even around in the prequels. Yoda kind of rode on his back mm-hmm. in the third mm-hmm. installment of the prequels. Yep. And helped him, saved they him. were on and, Kashyyyk. Yeah, helped save him. An order sixty six. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's your favorite Chewie moment? Um, out of the hundreds, for some reason, I always liked when in Return of the Jedi, when uh, Han gets out of the carbonite and they throw him into that cell in Jabba's yes. palace, and Chewie's down there, and he grabs him and he hugs him, and Chewie starts like petting Han <laughs> and everything. I always liked that moment. I don't know why. Uh, I like in that same film shortly afterwards, um, whenever Han can't see very well still, mm-hmm. and he's like, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, Boba Fett, where's Boba Fett? Turns yeah. around and like knocks somebody knocks down. Into the Sarlacc. <laughs> into the Sarlacc pit. That's very funny. A lot of great Chewie moments. Oh, and I always loved uh, Cloud City Chewie carrying 3PO on his, on his back. back like and, a <laughs> you know, picking him out of the garbage and trying to put him back together. I always loved that too. Definitely, so, definitely great. Really rest in peace, Peter rest Mayhew. Peace. Thanks for your contributions. Absolutely. To a huge nerd universe. For sure. Absolutely. But our pri- primary reason for tonight's episode is the series of Gotham ended after five seasons. Um, and we've watched the series finale a couple times now, mm-hmm. uh, taking notes. We're going to break it down for you, so if you have not seen the series finale of Gotham, and it is something you're going to do, uh, spoilers are ahead, so you have been warned. But there's not much to spoil, though, is there? There's really not. I mean... Not... I mean, then that doesn't take away from the quality of the episode... Mm-mm. Because I enjoyed it. I did too, but... But, I mean, you let's know. think about it. The premise of the show was... Leading early, up to Batman. You know, yeah. Early Gotham. Uh, early Bruce Wayne, Jim Gordon. Yeah. The uh, origin of, of the villains and how Gotham became the way it was. And we all know how that's going to end. Batman's going to show up and start start to clean things up a little bit. So, yeah. you probably already knew that. Yeah. So, if you didn't, there's your spoiler right there. <laughs> Batman shows up in the end. <laughs> Batman is a part of Gotham City. <laughs> um, I loved the 
one big thing about just deep diving already into this thing, the opening. Um, I liked that they still start out started out with Bruce showing up to this Nandaparbat looking area, very reminiscent of the first Batman of Christopher Nolan. Batman Begins. Yes, showing up to where <clears throat> Ross, but we've already seen Ross in this series. So we're to may, be made to believe that someone else trains him. You call him Roz? Not Raish, I know. I call him Raish. Raish. Yeah. There's different Roz al Ghul, Raish al Ghul. Yeah. Like, even Liam Neeson in Batman Begins calls him Raz al Ghul. Yeah. But there are people call him Raish. I like that. I like Raish. You like Raish? Okay. That's, that's my, I mean, you call him what you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the way I always say it. Yeah. I was surprised that you didn't, I, I guess. I guess I just... I know in the Arkham games they call him Raish. Yep. And that's where a lot of people got changing it from Ross to Raish. But well, in the Ross animated was, series, wasn't he Raish? To some people and to Ross to some people. So it's different people pronounce it different ways. Like um, in the animated series, I'm pretty sure it's Alfred who calls him Ross. And Bruce, you know, of course, calls him Raish. Alfred's weird, though. He's British. Alfred's British. Alfred's British. He doesn't count. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so, and then, like, you have this whole voiceover letter to Alfred saying, like, you won't hear from me for a while. Mm-hmm. Setting up that whole, you know, 10 year time jump. Because mm-hmm. then, boom, right after that, bam, we're 10 years later in Gotham. Which we anticipated because, yeah. like we said, we know what happens, you know, Batman mm-hmm. becomes Batman, the savior of Gotham. Yeah. and goes around and has all these infamous and uh, yeah. you know well-noted battles and and interactions with all these villains in this universe and we know that this show sets that up so the only ending result would have to be moving forward into the future to when Batman does show up, show up that year one got. aspect right that first year back um, and then I loved the little you know, in the sit-down at the beginning after that 10-year time jump where you actually get to see Gordon with a mustache. Right. And he's got a little gray in his hair. It's been 10 years. And he's even kind of portraying him a little slower speaking. I, I'm not a big fan of Ben McKenzie, who, who plays Jim Gordon. I've never cared about Jim Gordon, the character on this show. Um, I didn't like the actor to yeah. be honest I, I mean I can't even tell you why just for me something was weird about it I felt like he growled and grunted a lot well he's British is he really yeah okay well then that impresses me a little bit and more. he's actually married to the girl who plays Lee Lee in real life nice and another fun fact what is a woman Ben McKenzie uh, voiced Batman in year one I think I did know in that in the year one movie so he's played Gordon and Batman I don't care what you say I still don't like him <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to like him. I can't say I love him, but I I did notice that like I believe that this is ten years later. Yeah, when I first saw him and he started to talk and he moved around and that I saw what they did with his hair and the mustache, which mm-hmm. I love the mustache because that's the Gordon we yeah, all know. That's the Gordon we know, and they teased us with it because then he shaves then it he off. Shaves Somebody it, gives yeah. him a hard time about it and he shaves Barbara, it off. Like, Barbara gave uh, him a hard time. I tried a thing and it didn't work. It did work because that's Jim Gordon. Absolutely. But it made me laugh, so... Yeah, like but it. it also kind of like, it'll probably come back. You know? Well, it does come back. Yeah, I mean, it we does come back. We just won't see it on we the show because the, show's, the show's, over. show's over. But, um, I enjoyed that. Um, I didn't see as big a 10-year jump with Bullock, though. No. He didn't play him any different. Didn't either. Uh, yeah. They didn't maybe add some weight onto him, some gray in his hair... He didn't talk differently. Mm-hmm. He was just Harvey. Yeah. Still, um, yeah. of course, I love Donald, uh, who plays Bullock, the actor who plays mm-hmm. Bullock. Um, yep. ex- now, I liked him. Yeah, I did like Bullock a lot. Yeah, but if, you know, he's way different than most of the Bullocks. You know, like the he's a true Harvey dirty Bullock. cop. Usually, yeah. right? He's usually a true dirty cop. Always after Batman. You know, hates the vigilante aspect. Always goes against Gordon to fight the Batman as opposed to liking okay. him. Yeah. Um, but I love Bullock in this show. Mm-hmm. He's great. They give him a character arc. 
you know, they give him something that you can kind of latch on to, like, oh, come on, Harvey. Well, whereas, like, Jim was very, you know, by the book, he was, you know, babyface, mm-hmm. you know, do everything, he's very honorable, you know, yeah. do everything the right way, in the honorable way, uh, he was very Ned Stark, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And... Harvey was more of the anti-hero. He was just a get more it done. like, you know, let's just get it done, and then we'll go have a drink, and everything. Doesn't matter how we get it, you know. Yeah, we may get it done. So in a it was a good. Manner. It was a good contrast yeah. for the, that team, and that team was they really are the ones who led the show for the five seasons. Oh yeah, so absolutely. It, it and you could well. see that Gordon rubbed off on Bullock. Bullock did change over yes. time, yeah, into more on, of an honorable cop. Right. But early on, points that you see pretty quickly is Barbara Gordon as a kid, young Batgirl. Batgirl, yeah. I put a note that I was really excited to see young Batgirl and that, you know, if if you're a kid living in Gotham City and you don't have a run-in with a, with a supervillain, yeah. then your experience is far different than most kids. So <laughs> most. Barbara got hers out of the way early when uh, the Joker pulls her into the, pulls, yeah. to the chemical plant. Yeah. Um, and getting to see Barbara Keene with yeah. red hair, but not married to Gordon. That, con- that was still a rough storyline for me to follow. I'm confused about something here. Okay, so okay. like ten, 10 years later, we know who the villains have been for the past four and five seasons of this show. Mm-hmm. Riddler, he's in Arkham Asylum. His hair yeah. is all grown out. You know, he's been serving his time. The Penguin's in Blackgate Prison. He's serving his time. And the Joker, they don't call him the Joker. His, they call him Jeremiah. Yeah. Uh, but he is, he's the Joker. Yeah. The Joker's there in... Uh, Catatonic state for uh, 10 yeah, years. Yeah, well, so we think, right? So we think, yeah. So he's there and he's like a vegetable. The yeah. Riddler says, oh, Jeremiah's been a vegetable for 10 years, but he's a legend. But he's a legend. And people come in and like stab Jeremiah in the leg and he doesn't flinch or move or react at all. But what's so amazing about that is that we find out he was faking he was that faking the whole time. time. And still didn't flinch. It just shows you I feel like how though, crazy the breaking the Joker of is. the pencil was an homage to Heath's joke in Dark Knight. Because he's like, if you're going to torture a... Yeah, if you're going to torture a legend, <laughs> stabs him in the leg, you got to do it right. Yeah, And I think it's kind of an homage. It could be. I didn't notice that, yeah. but it could have been. Uh, okay, so the thing I'm confused about... Riddler's locked away, Joker's locked away, Penguin's locked away, all the bad guys are locked up, but Barbara Keene's still out walking around, and she was a criminal She was for the whole show. For was it like, time? did Arkham, fill, Arkham and Blackgate fill up, and then they were like, hey, what about this one? And they're like, oh, we're pretty full, that's okay, this one will probably think, be okay, we'll let her go. I think that the last season really showed the... Um, the humanity of Barbara the because she had a kid. of her, too. The, she saw the error of her ways. And she ended up helping defend the city. And helping save Gotham. And really So that saw, negates all the terrible things she did before. This chick killed her parents. That's true. And who knows what else. Because I lost count of all the terrible things that all these people did throughout this show. And it's like, oh, we're just going to let this one go. No worries. She'll probably be okay. Well, she served for a while. Around. She was in Arkham for a bit. Like season two, season three, something like that, before the big breakout. Um, so I think she technically served her time for that and was let go to then change her ways. It could be. There's a lot and of. She things opened on the this. Sirens Club and was trying to become a legitimate. But she was still a villain into all kinds. Yes, of terrible stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess the I guess when she helped Bruce kill Ra's al Ghul, everybody's like, oh hey. She's not so bad after all. We kind of need her around. But in this flash forward, she has red hair, long red hair, and she's known as the Queen of Gotham. So, I don't know what happened, but, I mean, I do see your point. She did murder her parents. Did we just forget about how crazy this chick is and we're going to let her you know, she has a run girl? stuff now? I don't know. That is, that is I think, possibly a not a full-on plot hole? It's probably not. I'm sure there's some explanation yeah. that I've missed because I didn't go back and watch all the other episodes twice like I did with this one. 
And I'm sure there's things I missed, but I feel like in this episode, I didn't get an answer to that. Maybe there yeah. should have been some mention of, you know... Maybe she had counseling or something. I don't know, something. But it seemed like everyone was pretty clear on the fact that Barbara is a villain, she's crazy, don't mess with her, don't trust her, and then it's like she's having milk and cookies with her daughter and, you know, everybody, and they're all a big happy family. And splitting parent time with Jim Gordon. So they, they took the whole mythos of Barbara Gordon, the mom Barbara Gordon, and Barbara completely Keen. changed it. Right. She not only doesn't marry Jim, Lee and Jim get married, but she spent most of the show as a criminal until she had young Barbara. So they changed that mythos. Um, what did you... Uh, after all that, we flash forward to, like I said, Edwards in uh, Arkham. Arkham. And his hair's all long, and he's laughing a lot and shouting, "Hey, hey, hey!" <laughs> but um, I f- I know that you loved his portrayal of the Riddler. Yeah, he was my favorite part of the show, and I probably would have said that even if I didn't love the Riddler so much. I just thought he was so good. He was so consistent, and I believed him. Whereas I did not enjoy the penguin, and he was most people's favorite character from the show. Yeah, what's the guy's Robin name? Lord Taylor. Right. And I, I'll say that on this last one, on the last episode, when I saw him in his full getup with the monocle and the big hat, and his nose was different, and he's and gained he weight, gained a little bit of the weight. Yeah. Then it, it sort of worked for me a little more. Like I used to hate that he would just scream all the time. Rah, rah. Yeah. And. Then I was like, you know, that kind of makes sense now. And now that I see him as the penguin and I see him in the, the get up, I believe it and I'll take it now. But throughout the show, for all those five seasons. Well, for, yeah, I mean, oh, for caramba. pretty much up until now, he's been this taller, thin, gangly, limping. Very not gaunt, a waddle. Even, not yeah. really a waddle, a limp. Whiny. Whining. He just whined nothing's all the time. A, nothing's yeah. fair. You know, I deserve this. Blah blah blah. Really, Jim? Yeah. You, you know, just right. stuff like that. And I, you know, I remember when Gotham first started. You weren't exactly on board. I was never thrilled about yeah, the idea because it was basically like SVU with DC characters. Exactly. That's what I was concerned about. Yeah. And there were times when it did feel like that. You know? No, I agree. And there were a lot of times it was like the same type of story over and over again. Oh, the whole city's in danger, and Jim Gordon and a couple of the villains are going to work together. You don't know who's going to be able to trust who. Oh, and what do you know? The villains betray Jim in the end, and yeah. then he's in, in an even worse situation. Yeah. It's like, I got tired of that type of story being told over and over and over again. But there were a lot of moments where I did really enjoy it, a lot of bright spots that I would get excited about. Hatter was great. I love the Mad Hatter. I loved most of the Doctor Strange stuff. B.D. Wong as Doctor Strange right? is fantastic. I feel like they stretched that out too much and they used the Doctor Strange thing too much. It's like, oh, this guy's dead, this guy's dead. Oh, just kidding. We can bring him back to life. And everybody yeah, the comes Indian back Hill to life. stuff was a little too much of the season. Right. Too long of a story arc. Uh, but I really did enjoy... I didn't hate the Mr. Freeze stuff. Um, I felt he got shafted a little bit. Mm-hmm. as a character because I felt like maybe he's a villain that could have been used more. They did do a good job though of bringing in so many of oh, yeah. of the villains. So I mean, I'll we got to see Firefly. Sure. Yeah. Um, and you rarely get to, aside from the games you rarely get to see Firefly right. as one of Batman's and villains. We had Ivy and like we said Doctor Strange. Hatter. Hatter. Who was great. The guy from Walking Dead played one of the uh, wild people from the mm-hmm. wilderness. Went on to play the Hatter. wolves, weren't they? The wolves, yeah. yeah. He was one of the wolves. He was great, mm-hmm. fantastic as Hatter. Everything rhymed. Yes, yeah. He did and a good the job. Tea part, I love. It was just great. Um, but yeah, um, I think Edward was great with seeing him start out as Ed, working in the crime lab. You know, is basically like a CSI morgue technician. And you caught little details of him, like, riddling a little bit. 
Like he'd be like, "Oh, hey, detective, what? Do- Ed, enough. Not right. you know, we've got it made sense. Yeah, and he right just- from the get go, it made sense that this yeah. guy would become the Riddler. Yes, absolutely. And it it explains how he- and why he's so smart. You know, this is the job that he has, and it makes sense that he would, you know, do autopsies and find out." You know what happened to this victim, and what makes a brain tick? All that know. stuff that he did, like that, that makes sense because it shows how smart he is. That yes. He can pick those little things apart, and he knows all these little details, and become you know who eventually to does use those gifts as a villain. Yeah, like, but you can also see what pushed him to become a villain. Yeah, you know, not taken seriously, not listened to. You know, pushed aside as the nerd, the dweeb who. You know, there was the story arc with the girl that he liked and the jerk cop, you know, and that's when he first snapped and killed someone mm-hmm. and hid the body. And, you know, he did this whole multiple personality type thing, talking to himself in the mirror, and it was very good. Um, I, w- I would definitely agree with he was a strength of the show. Yep. Um, Robin Lord Taylor, like you said... Didn't see it till the end. And yeah, it took the whole show for yeah. me to for believe me to he was the penguin. Yeah, and it took the suit, gaining weight, and the color scheme—the purple and black color scheme. The, the monocle, monocle was a big deal. The fact that his nose somehow changed—we mm-hmm. don't have an answer to how that happened. Um, I'm guessing in the defense of Gotham, you know, the grenade shrapnel hit him in the face, which caused him to have a glass yep. eye. Maybe it also affected his nose. I think so. Um, So, after that, you know, you get this whole, like, Edward thinks that Oswald's breaking him out of Arkham because there's a note and there's, here's your suit back and let's remind him who the Riddler is. Here's some bombs. I want you to steal the mayor and try to blow him up again. Blah, blah, blah. The gala's happening tonight and, um, Bruce is supposed to return to Gotham for the first time in 10 years. So, then we see this whole little segment of Selena. Grown-up Selena Kyle. uh, Who has embraced the Catwoman cat thief. So it would seem. uh, Persona. However, different actress. Um, And that was actually the original girl who played young Catwoman. It was her decision. Um, I read that uh, she sat down with the directors and she said, I've played her this entire time. I don't think I could play her as an older person. Sure. So well, it they, totally worked. And it worked. They it, found someone who looked like the older it person. It was believable for sure. And it really was. Um, and of course, when she's doing that whole stealing the diamond, you see, you see like the, the shadow from the ceiling. And she knew, she knew it was who Bruce. it was. She felt. She it. didn't know who, who Batman was or that there was a Batman, but she said, I was out the other night, someone was watching me, I know it was Bruce. Yes. And they've done a good job of showing that connection between Bruce and Selina, so that would make sense. I would yeah. believe that she would feel his presence there. Yeah. Because so. she's been around him this entire time, whether it be his his scent, whether it be just a feeling, mm-hmm. and which, you know, could also be a a big push to, you know, in the future. We know there's a whole comic series where Batman and Catwoman get married. So that kind of plays on that. Like, there's this... She'll always know it's him. They have the uh, connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the girl is, is beautiful. I, I can't remember her name. Um, but I loved at the gala, she walks up to Alfred, who's got a cane and older they've aged him a lot better because Bane hurt him mm-hmm. um, and she said you know he can't just come back after 10 years and expect you know he can't run this town this isn't his you know so I, I did enjoy that um, I really enjoyed that and then you know we find out that Jerome or Jeremiah Jay whatever has he been said, there's no Jeremiah here yeah there's no... Let me see a Jeremiah. And he said, yeah. call me Jay. I don't know. I don't know. 
And then later on, he did say, like, it was a couple lines later, he said, oh, that was a joke. Yeah. So they're really trying hard yeah, to hit that. But they can't say it. Yeah. You know. Uh, which, why can't they? I, I did know the answer to this. I think it might have something to do with the new Joker solo movie coming out uh, uh, later this year. It might be related to that. Not 100% sure. Hmm. We'll have to look that up. Uh, but... They, you're right. They did not say Joker. They never said Joker. But it's very clear that, he's that he Joker. is the Joker. I mean, he even wears the old yellow gloves, po- purple trench coat, the undershirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he, the Joker. He looks like a troll in the end because he's falling in the vat of acid. Oh, but it was so good, though. Oh, he was. He was perfect. Terrifying. Uh, Cameron Monaghan. That's how you say his name, right? Yeah. He yeah. Uh, played. Joker, and we got to see him in like season one or two as this young kid uh, the at the circus. And toward the end of the episode, they kind of revealed that was where they were going with it, and we were so excited. That was one of those times, and I was like, "Oh, season two. yes, this is great. This is exactly yeah. what I was. This kind of thing like, is what I wanted to see in this show." Because they were just like, "Because that's how you killed your mother, right, Jerome?" And he just goes, <laughs> "Right," and goes into this crazy laugh and his eyes change and you're just like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh um and that's the same episode that you meet robin's parents you see Um, robin as a little yeah as a little baby yeah um he is technically played five versions of himself okay so that's that's one of the things i feel like that just dilutes the story so much Mm -hmm. like i was saying how many times do you want to do the, we killed him, we brought him back, we killed him, we brought him back? Because he played Jerome, the first brother. He played the original maniac brother, Jerome. Then Jerome dies. He fell off a cliff fell or off something a, like Fell that. off a building or something. Dies and gets brought back by Doctor Strange. But his face is all screwed up. And he's a little more Joker-esque, a little more insane. He's got the staples holding his face together. That's like the third version of himself. And then then he fixes his face a little bit, starts painting himself white some, wears a little bit more purple-esque colors, more of the Jack Nicholson type Joker. Wears the hat, you know, runs around with Ra's al Ghul, stuff like that. Then we meet his twin brother, Jeremiah, who is kind and nice and smart. He plays him too. Then Jerome dies again, finally, but leaves a gift for Jeremiah, turning him into the Joker. It was just way too much. Who, who, who then uh, does the Joker See, persona? Then falls in acid, and now he's the final. This is way too. Is much. this a lot? It was yeah. What, yeah, and that was the type of thing that made me lose interest. It was just very forced. How can we drag this out into another season and another season and another one? And I just... I honestly could have seen them... I... Had I taken it... Again, I'm not a DC director. I'm I'm not a film director. I'm not a TV director. I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan. But I probably would have handled it as... There's... What, 20... Episodes, 21 episodes, 22 episodes, something Mm -hmm. like that. Half a season is a villain, and it ends. And that villain's locked up. Half a season's another villain, it ends. Blah, blah, blah. Moving forward, moving forward. Not keeping them, like, okay, well... Reintroduce them seven times. We have Ed and Oswald doing this over here, but we don't want to lock them up, so what can we do with them? Let's give them a... Weird storyline. They would team them up with somebody, and yeah. then what do you know? Fish money. They, right. Who also was brought back from the dead. Yes. And then, wh- what do you know? One of them betrays the other yeah. one. Oh, wow, what a shock. They're villains. It's... You know, it, it was very repetitive. I, you know, it could have been done in less than five seasons. For the sure. Origin. I think it would have been a lot more effective as just like a miniseries, or even just a couple you know, of like seasons. A couple, like a uh, series of unfortunate events is done. Three seasons, all the books. There you go. Boom. We're done. There you go. We've told our story. We've gotten you where we're at. And then, now I know they did use uh, the kid who plays Bruce. It's a weird last name. Is 
He was Robert California's son on The Office. Yes, he was in the Halloween episode. I'll tell you that. He was. Um, he was the face of Batman in the end. And a fuse, they fused his voice with the body actor of Batman to get Batman's voice. The, uh, I had to go, Selena. Those lines were actually a fusion of his voice with the adult actor who's playing the body of Batman. Wow. And then they superimposed this kid's aged face, you know, CGI-wise, onto the Batman body for the last... It it was a lot. All of that for a a two-second shot? Yeah, for a two-second shot. Isn't it crazy to think that five seasons of this show all led to the culmination of just that one shot of just seeing Batman... Standing on ...at the the end, that's it? Because it's the only time you see him. And speaking of... Don't you feel like they all kind of know who he is? I'm Batman. Because in the last moment, it's like Jim Gordon and Harvey and Alfred are standing around the bat signal or what's going to become the bat signal. And he even says, Alfred says something about like, you you told him when you were a kid, when he was a kid and you gave him hope. You know, you told him that there would be a light in the darkness in the end and that you gave him hope you changed him and, and then Batman shows up but great. Bruce isn't there and it's like oh yeah so Master Bruce wanted to wanted to be here but he was detained and Jim, uh, Jim says oh he's sure been busy here lately it's like gee guys Bruce Wayne's back in town and suddenly there's this dude dressed like a bat showing up here. And, you know wrapping, <laughs> saving people wrapping Penguin and Riddler up around a lamppost and they're even standing there talking about Bruce with Bruce's butler. And they look up and there's Batman and Harvey's like, oh, well, who is he? I'm Batman. He's a friend. A friend. That At that point, if I were any of those three, logically I'd be like, Hey, Bruce. Bruce. Hey, buddy. Bruce, buddy. Long What's time up, no see. man? Yeah. You uh, have filled out, my boy. <laughs> so, like, I guess I'm wondering, I'm okay with it if the intention was they're supposed to know. In this world, in this version of Batman, they already know. They all know who he is. I'm Batman. Even if it's but just I feel three. like if that was the point, that would have made it a, even more like definite. They know who he is. But to me, it felt super hard to go along with the idea that they didn't know who he was based on the conversation that they were having almost and then looking like, up right at him. Almost like we have these conversations about the WWE too. Almost like they think we're dumb. As an audience, as fans. Like, do you seriously think that after all that dialogue, after this entire episode, that the three men there, number one, after watching what Bruce became, Bruce stood on that wall with them and defended Gotham with gadgets, with his kung fu Mm -hmm. that Alfred taught him. Then he disappears. Then ten years later, he comes back is a recluse all of a sudden, and here comes this vigilante who's beating the crap out of people with gadgets. I mean, they have to be... I mean, even Harvey's yeah. got to be sitting there going, it's Bruce Wayne. Exactly. And I don't know that... I don't know that that's what their intention was, but for me, that was kind of a... That was... Especially being the last moments. But other than that, I think we both enjoyed that episode. I, I think did. That, I You know, I probably could have gone... The, the whole show just seeing certain episodes and it would have been a lot happier or even just the last one because the last one was really what the, like I've said earlier is the culmination it was what the whole thing was leading to this whole episode was what they were working toward yeah and it did pay off I guess well and it did because you got to see those quintessential moments with like you said, Riddler. The finishing touches. Yeah, the like, finishing touches. This is the world of Batman that you know. That you started watching in 89. Much. Or, you yeah. know, whenever you started watching. Like the tying up of Riddler and Penguin. While they're sitting there in their suits. And they've been in the limo together. Right. And then all of a sudden, here comes... And the, the smoke and the... Yeah, right, the disappearing out the window. And, and the batter- I'm not your enemy. Yeah, the voice. Yeah. The, the batterings. Yes. That exactly. was cool. Those were like greatest hit moments. Yep. For every 
fan of that. It's like, here's all this stuff for you, fans. Sorry it took five seasons. Yeah. In 40 minutes. Here's here's all your moments that you've been dying to get to for these five seasons. So what's our overall... Um, As a show? As like a series? Or just that episode? As a series, I would give it a three out of five. Okay. Uh, That episode, probably a four out of five. Okay. I'm going to say like... As a whole, like a two out of five, because mm-hmm. um, I was never really super jazzed about it. And then that episode, I would agree, like a four out of five. Because I, I think a lot of especially the second time is Batman guy. Yeah, you know, I think anything, even it could be the worst Batman thing ever. But my nostalgia and fandom will always give a handicap. Your bias, yeah, my bias. It'll give it like a handicap. Sure. You know, That's an extra fair. star. You know, like if you were playing putt-putt or something and people knew you were bad, you'd get a handicap score. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but yeah, I, it was enjoyable. It had its high times. It had its low, very low times. When it was low, it was low. Yep. Um, and it had its drug out times. But I think it all culminated very well. Speaking of high and low times, shall we uh, fill everyone in on our big news, our big secret that we promised? The secret. Uh, Well, um, just in the early stages of this podcast, we've started gaining some some fans already. And just uh, from the first podcast and from the trailer, got some interest from some people from Marble City Comic Con. Yeah, Marble City Comic Con. Did, did, have you not heard about this? It's going to be this great big uh, deal in Knoxville this summer. It's going to be June 1st and the 2nd at the Knoxville Expo Center on Clinton Highway. It's going to be a big Comic Con. A uh, few people, just just to name a few, uh, Jeremy London, uh, an actor, he was in 7th Heaven and Mallrats. Yes. Um, so we can maybe ask him some Kevin Smith questions because I'm a huge Kevin Smith I'm sure Smith he's thing. in Mallrats too. Uh, okay, maybe. Uh, Sean Patrick Flannery, he was uh, in the Boondock Saints along yes. with Norman Reedus. Along with he Norman. was in uh, one of the Saw movies. He was in Saw 3D, I think. Yes. And, did you know, he also played young Indiana Jones. In the flashback? No. That was Joaquin Phoenix's brother, River Phoenix. Uh, this was like a show that they did a oh. long time ago. Yeah, so he played a young Indy. So, lots of questions for him about that when we see him. Oh, cool. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, uh, Hornswoggle, former WWE superstar, uh, known for... Cruiserweight champion. Being cruiserweight champion. And yeah. also... A leprechaun. Playing a leprechaun. <laughs> uh, also, Cowboy James Storm. He was a major star in uh, TNA wrestling. Yes. Uh, as a... Uh, tag team. Part of a tag team, Beer Money. Beer with, Money with Robbie Roode. Who is now a big WWE Robert, star. Who's now going by Robert, Robert Roode. Roode. Uh, James Storm also had a, a little tenure in NXT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's a, a big deal, but all these these guys are going to be at uh, Marble City Comic Con. Uh, they're going to have a big wrestling fan fest event that weekend too that you can check out. There's going to be several other celebrities and artists, panels, contests, cosplay vendors, everything you can think of is going to be at this thing. It's going to be the real deal, guys. And not only all this great stuff, but yours truly and my cohort here. We yes. are, we're going to be there. We're going to be doing a live. Podcast, from what I understand, people getting to talk to some of these people. Yeah, Um, yeah. So it's gonna it's gonna be great. So if you can't be there, you can sort of be there when you tune in with us on June first and second. But what would be even better is if you just join us there in person. We might even pull you up in our booth and ask you questions. Don't scare them away. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just wave at you. We'll leave you alone. We'll give you your space. We'll smile, say hello from a distance. Yes. Unless you want to come. I mean, you if know, you want to come on, be on the show and have have some questions yeah. for for us or for the people we're going to hopefully be uh, sitting down with, then then come right along. But either way, you know, whatever, whatever's good with you is good with us. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Um, and that's June first and June second. So it'll be two days. And that's Marble City Comic Con. Knoxville, so baby, in Knox Vegas. Gonna be gonna be a big big deal. It really is. Big show. 
It's going to be a big shoe. Big, pretty big shoe. It's going to be a big shoe. And it's just it's just going to be a big show to start many other big shows. Like, you never know, man. I mean, before you know it, we may be at Dragon Con. That is the new goal. That's the new goal after this is Dragon Con. So, um, look out, Dragon Con. If you have any questions that you'd like us to ask anybody at this Marvel City, or if you want... To suggest maybe a show that you want us to talk about, uh, you can like us on Facebook. Give us a five star review. Thirty Nerdy Podcast, and that's three zero, the number thirty. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Thirty and Nerdy Pod, or email us at Thirty and Nerdy Pod at gmail You can ask any question you want. We'll answer it if we can get to it. Uh, or you can suggest an episode. Except for our phone numbers. You can't ask for our phone numbers. Because I know you want them after this incredibly... After this incredible news. That and this incredibly fascinating discussion about Batman that we yes. just had. All the ladies are just Dying overwhelmed. Dying know more about Batman. So they want our phone numbers to ask <laughs> about <laughs> Batman. <laughs> um, and the next podcast, uh, we've given you enough time. And I think even the Russo brothers have said, okay. As of today, as of it's today, supposed to be, it's safe, supposed to, be so, safe to spoil. But you know what? Um, I'm not I'm not going to be that guy. No, absolutely. So you got another week or so here, people, and then we got we to gotta talk about it because it's the biggest movie of all time, and that's, that's a fact. It just passed Titanic. Yeah. Yes. It's a fact, Jack. So if you haven't seen it, get on it and get it done. So, Avengers Endgame. It will be a spoiler-heavy podcast, so you have a week from today to see this movie. So, so do it to it. Do it to it. All right. Anything else, bro, Chacho? That's all I got. That's all you got? I'm spent. You're spent. That's all I got. And there's another one in the books. Another one. Oh, man. Uh, you uh, you take her easy. I'll do it. And we'll uh, get on down the road here. Let's go. And we'll see you all on the, on the flippity flip. Flippity flip. All right.